Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking time to listen to the Sean Mike podcast. Today we're going over the Nebraska-Oregon game. And, you know, was a, watching this game, you know, obviously the Huskers, yeah, they're a very emotional game, you know, watching the game and seeing how it played out. I saw some, some positives that I saw, but I also saw some negatives that we're going to need to improve on upon as well. You know, looking at where we're at, I know that, um, I mean, yeah, coming out against Oregon, First first quarter, just being down 14-0, that was a tough way to be able to to start the game. You would have liked to, you know, big-time matchup. Everyone's pretty pumped and excited for the game. You want to have a little bit of a better start, you know. Obviously giving up the score to Oregon, Oregon on that opening drive. And, you know, then we start off with, uh, you know, Tanner Lee throwing it. Goes off, uh, goes off the receiver's hands. You know, Stanley Morgan, I believe, was the intended receiver on that play. You know, not really knocking him. It's just, just a drop. And then it, um, you know, falls right in the defense's lap. I mean, watching the game, it was it was frustrating because you felt like Nebraska could have done more in the game. But at the same time, you know, some of the breaks that went out there, I mean, there was a play later on in that game where we're looking at, we're looking at third down and having a chance to stop Oregon, and it bounces right off of one Oregon player goes to the next Oregon player, and they get a first down on that play, and they eventually score a touchdown, you know, you know, on that, on that play. So it's definitely, definitely, you know, interesting and tough to, you know, see those types of breaks happen, happen over the course of the game. Actually, not, you know, I'm sorry, I think I said that was later in the game. I believe that was a little bit earlier in the game, because Oregon didn't have any, any uh, points in the second half. They had all 42 of their points in the 42-35 uh, loss for the Huskers, you know, all those points came in the first half, which is, you know, definitely, you know, when we go into, when you go into halftime, it doesn't, I mean, there was a great rally, and in a lot of ways, it was very encouraging to see the Huskers be able to come up with some of that momentum, and be able to, you know, have it be 42-35, you know, make a rally, felt like, it honestly felt like there was a realistic chance that, you know, there were chances to, you know, tie the game up, and possibly even win the game, so when I mean when you're down 42 to 14 at halftime, just even having a chance to put yourself in that position is, you know, I think it speaks a lot to the character of the team. I think it speaks a lot to, you know, you can go into some different things, question some different things, but at the end of the day, you know, Mike Riley's team did not lay down. You know, lost 42-35, made it a competitive game, had some chances late at the end of the day, just wasn't able to to put together against an Oregon team where I feel like Oregon's a quality team. I know Oregon's been down recently, but seeing the way that they play and, you know, the speed that they've got, uh, you know, the Pac-12, you know, a very intense uh, contest. I know USC and Stanford had a pretty pretty competitive game, and those, well, USC wound up taking control late, but Stanford looks like a force to be reckoned with. USC, you know, definitely, um, you know, the Pac-12 is a pretty tough conference to be in, but you know, Oregon definitely did look smooth. I mean, when you look at, really, I think the story of this game in a lot of ways points out where Nebraska's at defensively, too, because, you know, Arkansas State was able to put up some points, but seeing some of the speed that speed that Oregon put up, like I said, I mean, second half, amazing, amazing display by the defense, you know, being able to hold, being able to not give up some of those points. But, I mean, just looking at the game as a whole, though, I mean, their quarterbacks threw for, you know, 350-plus yards. He had three touchdowns and only one interception. I mean, it was 25 at 33. When you have that type of efficiency out of the quarterback position, 
that makes it to where, I mean, obviously there's some there's some holes that you know need to be stopped, and then when you look at, you know that that running back Royce Freeman, I mean, obviously active active leader in rushing yards, he only tacked on to that total today. I mean, he had he had almost 30 carries and over 150 plus yards. So Oregon definitely Oregon definitely came to play. I feel like the difference is is you know some of the big plays. I mean, just going down some of the this is going down individual receiver numbers for Oregon, and. I mean Nelson along a forty two, Mitchell along a thirty eight, Johnson along a fifty one, you know, Schooler along of thirty two and then and then McCormick along of twenty two. I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of big plays. Just looking at those plays alone, we're able to you know, they were able to just, you know, bust a big play and I think a lot of that had to do with speed. A lot of it just had to do with you know, especially early on, obviously all their points were in the first half. You know, Oregon just came out with a speed that I don't think, I don't think Nebraska was really ready, ready to match up with at least that early on in the game. You know, obviously flipping to the other side of the ball was, um, it was a very interesting game for Tanner Lee. I mean, you look at the stats. I mean, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very high completion percentage game. I mean. He had four interceptions, and obviously, you know, it's interesting coming off last year where turnovers were an issue, and I think, you know, there's an interesting stat with Mike Riley as the head coach. When Nebraska wins the turnover battle, you know, they've always won under Mike Riley. Obviously, obviously looking at this game, you know, there were four interceptions. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, you're going to have throws that are going to be on the quarterback, and you're going to have throws that, you know, miscommunication. And I feel like a couple of those picks, you know, the first one went right off the receiver's hands at the pick. I mean that was kind of a that was kind of a tough one, and then there was another there was another one later on where he pretty much threw the pick because his arm got hit as he was throwing the ball. So I mean, even if you cut it down to two interceptions, I think it'd be interesting to see what that what that game looks like. But I felt I felt like uh, he was being he was being rushed a lot of the time. I think I'm not gonna make excuses. I think honestly he could have he could have had a better outing out there. But you know I'm not gonna hammer away at someone. I think there's a lot of potential with him still. I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting more comfortable in the offense. I mean, a lot of times we forget this is a big-time game, and this is week two. So, I mean, when you get thrown out there, you know, you're playing at Oregon, you know, the environment, you know, the crowd noise. You want to see you want to see a little bit a little bit more, but you have to remember it's also game two of the season. But but still, I mean, there were some misfires out there, some, some interceptions that you can't have. And, you know, regardless of who, who it's on, you know, you know the, the great thing about football and the tough thing about football is it's a team game. So whether, you know, one play might be on the quarterback for an interception, one play might be on the line for an interception, one play might be on a receiver for an interception, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, you know, I've heard this phrase, you know, heard this phrase a lot growing up, you know, being involved in sports. You win as a team, you lose as a team. So there are definitely some plays that Tanner Lee made out there that, in a lot of ways, you know, he had three touchdowns. I mean, there are some, you know, solid plays he made out there. There are some plays that, you know, He'd like to have back, and overall, overall, you know, like I said, regardless of who was at fault, you know, put us in a tough spot. But when you really look at it, you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Overall, could have been could have been a better outing, but you know, moving moving on from that, like I said, game two of the season, you know, Oregon Oregon came to play. Same time, the defense was able to shut them out that second half. So I mean, that's that was positive to see that the defense was able to come to play that second half and be able to put up that type of performance, but at the same time, you know, the 42 points in the first half, that was just, you know, Huskers made a big, big effort, you know, Huskers did all they could to come back in the second half, but when you're down 42 to 14 at halftime, you know, 
regardless of how, um, how positive of an effort you can put out, there's definitely some things to, things to improve upon, you know, in this game. I thought it was kind of interesting watching Trey Bryant in this game, because I know that, I don't know if I was alone in this, but I know that as, as watching the game, it, it kind of felt like a, a sneaky game. I know that he had 20, he finished the game with uh, 20 carries, you know, a buck oh seven, and then, you know, one touchdown. But I know watching, watching the game, I think, I think it was kind of interesting, you know, you know, seeing that he got over 100 yards, it kind of felt like, it was kind of tough to believe, it was almost like a sneaky 100-yard game, but when you really think about it, I mean, that type of production, I know a lot of people are going to point to play calling, a lot of people are going to, you know, question, you know, should we have ran the ball, and, you know, different things like that, but overall, overall, when I, when I look at it, I mean, I think it's tough, I mean, you're, you're down 14-0, you're trying to come back, I mean, you're, you're down 28 points at halftime, and yes, there is a time to run the ball, obviously, but at the same time, we did run the ball 20 times for 107 yards, you know, with Trey Bryant. Bryant goes out later in that game. Wilbon gets thrown out there. You know, he's not in a rhythm and everything. Like I said, I'm not here to make excuses for, you know, the coaching staff or, you know, get into that debate. But when you really look at it, though, what Bryant was able to do on the ground, I mean, I mean, maybe the argument would be if, if you want him to run the ball a little bit more, maybe you want him to be closer to, like, 30 carries, right around, like, 120, 130. But... You know, Brian also got hurt in the game. Wilbon came out there, and he had that touchdown run, but it never felt like he was truly in a rhythm, which, I mean, he had three carries the whole game. How can you expect a guy to really be in a rhythm at that point? But, you know, looking at looking at the game, I think the big thing and the big takeaway moving forward is really going to be, you know, how will this defense develop under, under Diaco? You know, how will the offense progress under Tanner Lee, you know, and Mike Riley? I think we're all looking to see how serious a Trey Bryant injury is since Trey Bryant went out with injury. You know, if it's if this is something where he's just gonna be out, you know, maybe not too terribly long and he's back in pretty quickly, I think that would be that'd be a very positive sign. But obviously, you know, if if this is an injury where he's gonna be out a little bit longer, then the big thing for Nebraska is, you know, who will be able to, you know, step in and, and fill a role for Trey Bryant, whether it be for you know, just a short period of time or for an extended period of time. Definitely a lot of time just to, you know, see see the development that might happen there and see, you know, what progress we might be able to make. You know, obviously, obviously a tough game as a whole, but looking on Nebraska's side, you know, at some of the highlights, so, I mean, Stanley Morgan, I mean, he is definitely, he's definitely coming to play this year. I mean, like I said, obviously he had that drop early that wound up being a pick, but, you know, seven catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns, you know, in that game, definitely... Definitely encouraging to see that type of that type of display. But um when I look at it, you know, DeMornay Pierce now he had a circus catch for a touchdown. He he definitely had a uh he definitely had a big time play. So it's encouraging seeing a guy like like Pierce now being able to being able to have that type of display. One thing I am looking for, you know, as the season goes along is, you know, when I look at the tight end that we have, Tyler you know, Tyler Hoppus. You know, with him having two catches for 37 yards, I think he's an interesting weapon to look at in the future. I know he's a se- he's a senior tight end. You know, kind of just looking to see how he develops and how the year goes along for him. Because when you look at when you look at the target that he presents and you look at at what he brings to the table, I think it could be a guy to I think it could be a guy to look out for. To be honest, because when you have a guy when you have a guy like that, big body, you know, seems like he's got some athletic ability to him. You know, able to make some catches. I think he's a player I want to look at, you know, kind of early on and see where they can go. J.D. Spielman, I think that's uh, I think that's interesting. You know, he had three catches. Or, I'm sorry, he had two catches for 29 yards. I want to see how he, um, 
how he developed. I know he had a he had a big Arkansas State game, but when I but when I look at it here, what I'm really looking to see is you know how he will perform. You know as we get you know into conference game um, conference play. You know, same thing with Lindsey. I mean, Lindsey had three catchers for 12 yards. I mean, these are some these are some guys that are just getting acclimated to everything. But definitely curious to see, you know, what type of effort and what type of performance, you know, they'll be able they'll be able to bring to the table. Also, you know, just just you know, wrapping up on the defense. One thing I want to see how things develop over on as the season is, uh, you know, just defensive pressure. I, I think once again, you know, even going back to Arkansas State, I did not feel like we were able to. It, you know, for the set, we, we didn't register, register a single sack. And even looking at, you know, from some of ESPN stats, you know, looking at looking at a QB hurry, we registered zero QB hur- hurries the whole game. So, I mean, when you're not getting pressure on the quarterback and, then, and you know, Oregon's player, you know, Herbert, you know, he played, I think he's a tremendous athlete and looks like he, he could be a big-time player. But when you, don't put, when you don't really put pressure on him and he's able to kind of, you know, throw how he wants and then Royce Freeman's able to, run the ball the, the way he wants. I mean, at the very least, I'd like to see the black shirts be able to get to, you know, taking one thing or another way. You know, maybe it's like, we're going to take away your running game, you know, beat us with the pass. Or, you know, we're going to do everything we can to take away the passing game, beat us with the run. But obviously when they're able to, to dictate and do both effectively, that's when you're overall going to have have a little bit of a, uh, you know, tougher, you know, it's going to be tough to grind everything out when you're in that spot. But, Overall, you know, I think that I think the big thing to look for is, you know, Nebraska just improving over the course of a year, seeing how Nebraska is able to to bounce back kind of as the season goes along. I think we all want to, I think as, um, you know, anyone that's a Nebraska fan definitely wants to see, see you know, how they will develop in the future and just kind of where things go from here. But I know that I'd like to think that, like I said, I think that this Nebraska team can make some improvements. I think there are some things to look for, also some things that, you know, you know, need to improve upon. But, but you know, overall, I think uh, just have to take the mindset that you know Nebraska going to play Northern Illinois. Can't take that team for granted. Just want like to see them make a, you know, make some improvements. You know, see what they can do. Maybe get Tanner Lee's confidence up and everything. But overall, it's the time to you know make a statement. Yeah, yeah, you know what? This game's over. You lost to Oregon, but I want to see how the Huskers bounce back and see how they are able to do moving forward. So, you know, I'd like to thank anyone that took time out of their day to listen to Sean Mike podcast. You know, I appreciate every listen. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Thank you.